The Bite Goes On is up next, but first, check out this other great show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Destination Eat Drink. Beer in Copenhagen, Denmark. Beer in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Even beer in Rio de Janeiro. It's all about beer this week on the podcast. We even visit a beer can museum. The beer can museum, which is really cool to check out. (laughs) When you say Houston and a beer can museum, the image that pops into my mind is some guy's garage with all the Lone Stars that he's drunk in the past 40 years. I'm sure it's not that. Tell me what the beer can museum is like. It's actually pretty accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Download Destination Eat Drink today on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hi, and welcome to The Bike Goes On. This is Brian Casey with always my good friend and owner of The Girl in the Fig in Sonoma, Sandra Bernstein. And we have we have a, a great show today. And, and I was speaking with Sandra earlier. I'm a little bit nervous. I don't get nervous around celebrities or, or you know, winemakers or big chefs, but I'm a Petaluma kid. I was born and raised in Petaluma and live in Rohnert Park. Um, I'm very familiar with the, the owners of the, the company that we have on today. And this is how important it was. I kicked my daughter out of her room. She was doing remote learning in her room, which has the best Wi-Fi in the house. <laughs> and so I came this morning and I said, can you please move downstairs? I'm doing a podcast. And she, and she kind of looked at me qu- quizzically. And I said, I have the owners on of Amy's drive through she quietly picked up her stuff and moved downstairs. <laughs> Good job, Brian. She was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so so yeah. welcome, you guys. Uh, Andy and Rachel Berliner, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. So nice to have you. I know we know you're so busy and um, doing some incredible things. And it, we're, it, we have a lot of gratitude about the fact that you're with us today. So thank you in advance. <clears throat> So, Brian, starstruck yeah, as you are. Well, it, I mean, you guys started this company in 1987. As a result, I think of, you know, Rachel, you being pregnant and needing Andy to do some cooking. And he was doing a little, you know, probably wasn't the best cook right. <laughs> at the time. Still, still not. Still not. <laughs> still not. And, and out of that necessity of finding, you know, prepared meals was born this incredible company that at this point, I think, I correct me if I'm wrong, I think you're the largest employer in Sonoma County with some something like 2,500 employees or something. Well, we have about 3,000 employees, but not all in Sonoma County. We're, we're, we have a plant in Medford, Oregon, and in Pocatello, Idaho. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and I have, you know, I had a business called My Organic Chef. I think this is in about 2005, 2006 where I delivered um, prepared meals that, you know, I made them in a commercial kitchen. I had a, a really um, good client list, um, the, the owners of Bellwether Farms Cheese and, and a lot of seniors that were over in um, uh, the Oakmont um, um, community over there in Sonoma. And as a part of this business plan, when I wrote my business plan for the company, the ultimate goal was to have drive throughs because I thought, I thought it was the dumbest thing that our only choices for quick, ready-to-eat meals was McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell. Made no sense to me. And I thought if you could actually put healthy alternatives in front of people, that that would instantly take off. 
Now, being in Rohnert Park, when you guys first put up your, your drive-through restaurant, which took a while, by the way. I mean, we were like, <laughs> as soon as that building was up, we were like, when's it going to open? When's it going to open? And it seemed to take forever. And I imagine it's because you guys wanted to do it the right way. Yes. Um, but I, but now that was, I don't know how many years ago. Five, was, five years ago. So I'm wow. thinking, I thought by now there would have been one in more <laughs> than one in every city across the United States. Now tell me why, how come that has not happened? Well, the, fun, the funny thing is we, we tried to open quietly in Runner Park. And as you probably remember, there was a line around the block and it was all the TV stations came out. And supposedly in one of the interviews, I said, we'll have 20 in five years or 20 in three years or something. And everybody got mad at me after that because <laughs> I don't know why or how I said that. But um, it's uh, not easy to, um, to find locations. And uh, the fellow, uh, Dave Wolfcomb, who runs our, our drive-throughs, uh, has a deep experience in restaurants. He comes from Let Us Entertain You. Oh my God, one of my very favorite companies in the world, Richard Melman. Oh yeah. my God, love that company. Yeah, he was a uh, partner there. And uh, he told us that if you, he's seen so many times concepts grow too fast and lose their essence and uh, that you really need a team of experienced people to, uh, to move to the next one and then to the next one. So, um, and, and it just, it's not, you know, the Corner Madera one took how many years? A couple of years. Of, you know, it was the first drive through in Marin County in 30 years wow. to be approved. And so it, took, it was a lot of meetings and meeting with the community. And uh, it was a long process. But in the end, it was approved by everybody. And uh, everybody is thrilled that it's, that it's open. It's real, especially great because of COVID, we have a, a drive through and Marin and you know people were nervous about a drive-through and now they're just so grateful because you know they can just go right through it get that special veggie burger and all the different wonderful salads and all the things that we have and not get out of their car and be safe so it was perfect timing yeah. a, a little bit not perfect timing because we opened during COVID so there's no in-room dining and it's take you know it's mm -hmm. it's good for them and slower for us yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you an interesting thing about the Rotary Power Store. When COVID first hit, our business dropped dramatically. Um, we were, and uh, we, we furloughed a bunch of people. And uh, within a couple months, maybe three months, we were, everybody was back to work, uh, other than the kids who, who left Sonoma State because they didn't, weren't going to be going to school this year. So we lost a bunch of employees permanently that way. But um, we were doing more business than we were pre-COVID. Year over year, we're up because the, uh, the, the convenience of the drive-through and, and there aren't many places to go to eat. So the business has been great. We just re reconfigured the business to focus on that and started curbside and started DoorDash and Uber Eats. And Oh, that's interesting. And last month, we started... Uh, being able to order online and just go and pick up when it's when, tell us when you're there and we'll come bring it out so that was huge that was a huge move because that was part of it is my daughter's on the swim team in santa rosa the neptunes mm -hmm. and so then when when we would come back 
waiting in the drive-thru was not, you know, there's, there's a line because it's very popular. And then my wife was calling and then you would get to your parking spot and you'd call the restaurant and tell them that you were outside. But now, now that they do the order online and you tell them what time, it's amazing. So they've what made it, they've, mo they've made Driver's just, license or I, I don't know. I what I do is I text my wife and I say we're done with swim practice, and then she takes care of everything else, and I just have to pull up to the um, to the parking spot. Yeah. And so it's seamless. And I was telling Sandra how funny it is that as you're either in line or waiting for your food at Amy's, you're smelling the In-N-Out burger wafting through your car <laughs> because they're they're grilling a thousand burgers literally like a you know a thousand feet away and you've got chick-fil-a across the street but there's this line at amy's drive through which is amazing right. it's awesome yeah. <laughs> yeah and now tell us i guess from the beginning with with the beginning of um the pot pie what was i mean i don't know that you thought that it was going to be what it is today what was your original thinking just to have a you know a a, a line of prepared foods yeah, we, we didn't want, we never envisioned having a large company. You know, we, there was a pot pie, Shelton's pot pie, turkey and chicken pot pies in the health food stores at the time. And I knew what their volume was uh, through the, the pan supplier, the little paper pans. And so, we, you know, we thought we'd have a two to $3 million business that would help, you know, pay expenses and build up some money to put Amy through college when the time came. And mm -hmm. it just, it just took off. Um, people loved the product. It, it was in every health food store in the country within months of when we started. And uh, not that we didn't have a lot of struggles. And then everybody wanted more. So we just kept adding products and we had fun. We found out that we really, I don't know if we, we didn't obviously know that before, but we really enjoy innovation and doing new things. So. Well, it's amazing to me because um, we are turning, we just turned 23. And, um, you know, like I, okay, I'm going to just really quick. So I was a TGI Fridays person and I traveled and opened TGI Fridays mm -hmm. and then went back to cul culinary school for hospitality. Then I went and worked at um, Vianza Winery. I'm skipping things for sure. But where we went from like seeing 50 people a day to 5,000 people a day. And like, I really grew that business as a director of operations with the team there. And when I left after four years, I'm like, I want a little tiny place that I can make a pie and I'll know everybody's name. And, you know, and that's where we started in Glen Ellen. But coming from an entrepreneurial family, after like a year, I was like, oh my God, I'm really bored. I need more. I need to do the next thing. And, you know, I think about companies like Let Us Entertain You. I think about, um, you know, I mean, William Sonoma was a lot, lot smaller. Um, and I got a really good training from Sam Sebastiani at Vianza. I mean, he was a really good marketer. And so, you know, they had food products and this and that. And I just, you know, we've grown slowly but we've never been able to get over this hump of going from being small, knowing those steps or finding those people to get us to the next place. 
Now I say that knowing I don't want that right now. I'm exhausted, <laughs> you know, and I'm happy to know that I'm too tired to, to not want that. But in the first 10 years, I was like thinking, should we franchise? Should we do this? So did you find people that like helped you get there or did you just like figure it out? Watch YouTube videos. Which which part? The, the, the Emmy's packaging? Anything, because you went from, I mean, I, just the, in my head, it's like, how do you get into every grocery store in the freezer department? I mean, just distribution, just shelving, just anything about it is overwhelming to me. Yeah, well, it's, uh, I guess, uh, for the most part, uh, in the beginning, we figured it out, you know, like we put in our own kettles, our own, we installed our own boilers. We even ran our own gas line. I'd have a friend that would help. We built our own freezer. We built our own refrigerators. Oh my God. We did everything. I mean, when they, when they, when my engineering department now talks about doing something and I see the cost, I think about what I spent, you know, but yeah, we did everything ourselves until, until we got going and traveled around the country. And Andy's very good at asking. So if he comes up against a problem, then he doesn't, <laughs> Yeah, he, he just calls people and calls this engineer or this company. And so he, he doesn't just wait for it to, I mean, he really researches everything. So that was obsessive, I guess. Yeah. yeah get on the phone. How do we, how do we make soup? So we called every single, I don't know. Who did you call that one? Well, the funny story is about the pot pies is that, um, you know, when I grew up, Swanson's pot pies were a big thing, right? Mm -hmm. So I called Swanson's and asked them how they make their pot pie. And the lady... <laughs> wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> who, who, how many people do you have to go through until you get the guy that's going to give you the recipe? Well, I called that receptionist and uh, explained <laughs> what I was trying to find out. And she connected me to engineering. And of course, they're not marketing people. And not, so... They say, oh, yeah, sure, we'd love to talk about how we do it. So, We've, got, <laughs> we've gotten so many calls from people who are starting their own business, and they said, you can really help us because you, you called Swanson's. And <laughs> that means that we know exactly we, we how to do it. We didn't do it the way they did, but it, it was helpful to learn, you know. Right. And, uh, we, were having trouble with our, we were having trouble with our crust, and we called mm -hmm. Laurel, of, uh, who did Laurel's Kitchen Cookbook. Uh-huh. She just gave us some tips on the phone. So it was just reaching out and talking to people. We didn't know how to make uh, the, roux. the roux. And so we had, I had a part-time ass assistant or secretary at the time named Judy uh, Walters. Walters. And her husband was a big, uh, big, he was 6'8", uh, radio person here. Ron Walters? Ron Walters. Oh, sure, and, sure. Wow. Yeah, and, and so he came over and taught me how to make a roux and, and, and do a cream sauce. So just little by little, we just learned, you know. And we never did, we never did our food in a scientific, uh, developed our meals in the typical food scientific way. And we still don't. And we still don't. So we just use recipes, friends' recipes. We work in our kitchens. You know, even though we're we, a big company. We hire, we've, we eat something in a restaurant. We ask the chef if they'd be interested in developing something for us. And a lot of our wow. products are developed that way. Uh-huh. That's very cool. Or we go, we're in uh, foreign countries because we have a lot of international meals. So we get, we find like a sauce we really like or a soup and then they teach it to us. So it's, or the Indian food. It's all very authentic. Wow. 
it's not, it's just meals. And then we try to duplicate it in our uh, plants, which we- And the unique thing about us is that we do things from scratch. You know, like we, we roast the spices for the garam masala for our Indian foods. If you go, most food companies, they, they can't even, when they've tour Amy's, they scratch their heads. They say, this doesn't look like a manufacturing. So this looks like a, a big restaurant kitchen. So we, we do things differently, and that's what's different about our food. That's probably why it tastes so good. Yeah. Basically, yeah. you're just making it and freezing it. And right. we're not using chemicals and, and additives and things to make it flow. And it's, you know, we're stirring the pots. and <laughs> Assembly people. Yeah. yeah. And what is your backgrounds for both of you? Mm -hmm. I mean, as far as what did you do before you started this? Um, I had an, uh, I did have some background in food. Um, uh, growing up, my dad worked for a, a department store in Chicago, and he was a grocery buyer. Oh. Like that was, I, mean, I never wanted to be in, I said it growing up, I never wanted to be in business, but of course that's where I ended up. So <laughs> I, guess, I guess I had a little bit of that. And then I had an herb tea company called Magic Mountain Herb Tea that I was a president of and a partner in in the 70s. And they were little flower boxes. It's just pretty much disappeared. You can still buy them, I think. We sold that company. So I, I knew uh, that was my, my experience at grocery stores and natural food stores. And I was... Um, she was a hippie. Oh. <laughs> awesome. Let me tell my story. Don't say she. So my parents were very much into organic food in the 50s. I lived in LA. I lived in Compton. Great neighborhood. <laughs> and uh, so we had a little organic garden in the back of in our backyard and of course at that point of my life I didn't like vegetables but I had to help with the garden and and my parents um I think that the they were just one of the early organic people in those during that time and they just taught me the value of organic and my mom is a great cook and so I've got a sense of what food should taste like. And that's what I do with the company a lot is developing the meals and coming up with designing them and coming up with ideas. And then the, I was an art major. And so the package design we do, you know, I go to the photo shoots and- Just the way things look. Yeah, just the look and feel yeah. of Amy's, you know. That's, by the way, her mom's 89 and still cooks for once a week. Oh, that's awesome. And she wrote all the copy on the original boxes. She still very actively comes up with ideas and things. And we, we kind of talked to her about what's going on. And very wise and very perky. Oh, now where did you guys meet? We, we met in India the first, for the first time. Really? Yeah. You were both like searching for your... We were actually at a spiritual retreat. Yeah. yeah. And we were, we it wasn't romantic. We were friends for years. Years. Yeah. I think that's awesome, though. I think friendship, you know, you start there, you have a foundation to work Yeah, on. no, it's much different than, yeah. having, you know, yeah. you know the person, you, you know, you like them, you know, they like mm -hmm. you, who you are. So it's great. Yeah. It's been great. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And you're, how long have you been married now? Um, 35 years. Wow, that's wonderful. December? Um, December, what, what year was it? I'm always bad at this. 85. 85. 85. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. It just, it's so inspiring to like see how you just started this very grassroots 
you know, one pot pie at a time and to have grown it to something. I, I was speaking with my brother in New Jersey this morning. I'm from the East Coast and I'm like, this is crazy. We have the owners from um, Amy's Kitchen's going to come on. He's like, I have my, I have so much of this in my freezer, <laughs> you know, and he's on the East Coast and it's like, it's such an organic product that I don't think like, oh, well, he gets it in New Jersey. Like, no, this is a California Sonoma County product. It still feels like that, but it's so wonderful that it is grown and that you're sharing Sonoma County with just everybody. Yeah, we feel that we're, you know, we're still, the, the nucleus of Amy's is still the small company that it started. You know, we still taste here in the farmhouse in Petaluma. You know, they, our chef brings same it Same table. Same little table. Aww. I wanted to refinish the table because it's really good. <laughs> and, and, and I want to make it dark. And he says, no, 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 you have to leave it the same color because we've been using it all these years. Right? You don't want to jinx it. <laughs> Change the backdrop. Hmm. How does your daughter feel about having this um, wonderful enterprise named after her? Very mixed. Very mixed. Uh, yeah. Because um, on the one hand, she loves the business, she loves the products, she loves the drive-through, as do all of her friends. But at the same time, it was created, even though we've never um, pushed her to get into the business, uh, at least not verbally, uh, but <laughs> she feels like she's always felt a pressure um, mm. and throughout her life, I think, uh, and that's not, not, not good. But she's uh, broken through that now, I think, and it's, she doesn't want to be a, a CEO or an executive, but she's incredibly uh, helpful uh, in uh, things like the drive through menu and uh, our mission of the company has gotten much more stronger on sustainability mm. and uh, and uh, equity uh, and uh, racial justice. So racial justice. she's been very active in in t in working with us as a company to uh, change, <laughs> and so we're working with um, a company to come in and work with us to help. Make sure we walk the talk. Yeah. yeah just, do you did you feel like there was a whole lot to change? Did you feel like you it was like unbalanced? We'll find out. Yeah. I'm, okay. You know what I mean. You're I'm, in the middle. Yeah. I think yeah. everybody doesn't know how racist they are, and so it's all about. And I think it's great because I love to find out what's going, what the hidden things in my personality that I don't know. So. <laughs> yeah unless you know what you have, you can't change. And so right. we're, we have set aside a, a good amount of money to once we figure out, first we're gonna work on ourselves, and then we're gonna, and the company, and then we're gonna try to make a difference out in, in the world with it, so. But yeah, finishing on Amy, kind of like, it's, it's, it's kind of becoming like, potentially, a way for her to express her big passions. Mm -hmm which are more about those things um, mm -hmm. through, through Amy's. We, we, a company called, uh, TV program called Big Ideas for a Small Planet was mm -hmm. Sundance. Um, and they did a segment on us and I overheard her interview. Part of it may have been on the final, but she was saying how Amy's eventually could be a force in changing the world if, if it, when it grows to a scale that it can make a difference. And so we're trying to get the company set up with a great management team, my next step is to develop a great board of directors mm -hmm. so that it is, she is in a position if she wants to, which she'd like to, as long as it's not some kind of uh, 
uh, stress that she can't handle, uh, mm -hmm. carry the business forward and, and make it, help it make a difference in the world. She wants to heal the planet. Yeah, rather than just not damage the planet, she wants to heal the planet. Right. That's Gotta love young people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, keep you, they keep you on the... Mm. For Did sure. I've got, a, I've got a 12-year-old daughter that is the, the kindest, most giving, empathetic person I've ever met in my life, and it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, now, she's changed you, for sure. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, that's one of those compliments you're not sure oh, to yeah. take. Back, backhand a compliment, yeah. Right. I could get the same compliment about my daughter. Yeah, it was a compliment. Okay. <laughs> now, we should talk about the fact that if you're going to the drive through and you're smelling In-N-Out Burger wafting through your windows, you are going to a place that is serving a plant-based menu. Now, how did that decision come about? And is that a conscious decision moving forward, something that you think is a really big deal or something that was just a personal preference? It, it's, it's, our, it's our own lifestyle. And it's what we started Amy's to do was to produce uh, not entirely plant-based, but vegetarian initially, and over, I'd say the majority of our products, probably 60% of them are entirely plant-based. But in the drive-through, you can get completely vegan, you can get completely gluten-free or, or vegetarian with dairy, or any combination thereof, which makes a very complicated kitchen. You know, we have a <laughs> segregated place for, for gluten-free products. We have a separate place to prepare the non-dairy. So it's, it's, it's a real head scratcher, but we've been able to do it without any complications, knock on wood, so no mistakes. Uh, were were so you far. asking also about why we chose that location and how we felt about it being near In-N-Out? Is that part of what you were asking? No, not at all. I just was, what I'm wondering is, what was it about, I was wondering, was it your personal dietary yeah, you know, choices that that guided you in going in that direction, or was it like this strong sense of, of you know, commercial That's farming right. is is wrong, and what they're doing um, to animals is it based on cruelty to, to oh, it's, animals? It's or both. It started out in the very very beginning, being our personal way we ate, and you know, we grew organic and ate organic. But as we met the farmers who were growing our foods and heard their stories of conventional farming, what it, how it riddled cancer through their families and all these things, we became much, much more committed to um, uh, trying to help change the agricultural input of the country. Yeah. And I, I knew when, when Kraft came out with an organic macaroni and cheese that there was a lane to drive right through you know, it's it's beautiful when you see the big corporations finally come around to something, and right. then you know, okay, we must be onto something because they they only follow money. Right. <laughs> right. And, and generally, I mean, we heard who was this recently? I was talking to, um, but basically, the big companies, the marketing departments, basically focus in the frozen food focus on Amy's. Their offices wow. filled with Amy's boxes. They, uh, it's a big part of their, uh, I won't say what's becoming, but the biggest food company in the world, uh, part of their whole innovation classes they teach tells mm -hmm. Amy's story. That's so we have, we have influenced uh, the, the large companies in a, in a big way, which is absolutely wonderful. And we always said that when it was, if other people were doing exactly what we're doing, there would be no need to do it anymore. But the uniqueness of Amy's besides 
still, when people get into organic, generally in the prepared foods area, they drop out of it after a while because they realize um, they keep the same brand name, but they slowly diminish all that. But they realize how hard it is to source yeah. all these organic ingredients. Mm -hmm. um, so, and also the quality of the food. We're still the only ones, seems like, that cares about how the food is prepared. And we do so much work by hand. And I think there was one company, I, I won't name them, but they hired somebody that knew about us and how we made our food to come in and develop a line for them. Mm -hmm. And when she did it and she explained how it had to be done, they said, we can't do that. Let's just buy them. And <laughs> so, right. you know, never been for sale. To, you know, we've been every single company and everybody, in, uh, investment people, they all want to buy us, but we're you know, still a family business and we hope to be. And, one of the great things about Amy's is that we, this is how we live. You know, we eat organic, we are vegetarian. It's our belief. You know, it's not something that we're doing just to make money. And we really, our approach to the business has always been, let's make a difference. Let's make this food for people. Let's make delicious food. And then the money will come. You know, and if it's, so instead of being for profit first, we're for uh, feeding people and, taking care of the environment first. And sometimes I always say, if you really do the right thing, it works out. Yeah, yeah. one of the funny Amy stories is that people get the idea because we'll choose them. We don't want to know the price that the broccoli is being presented to us. We just want to eat them. And then afterwards, we often pick the most expensive ingredient. So the, the story gets out in the company that we don't care about making a profit. So we've had to dis continue to work to dispel that because obviously, <laughs> You can't go around, uh, continue without making a profit. And he's a good yeah. businessman, so we... Yeah. No, well, obviously, I mean, you can't grow without, you know, being profitable. I mean, at some point, you know, well, I guess some people, you can keep borrowing money and borrowing money. And you don't have to pay <laughs> it's like that. our president. Yeah. Right. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting. Um, so like, cause yeah, I'm getting my deliveries, um, dropped off to me, like my groceries and I do a C, I have a CSA and I get that and I get my Amy's and sometimes I get it from the big box store and it's a dollar, $2 less than I would get it if I get it at Lucky's or Safeway. And it's just such a fascinating piece of business, how people you know, run their businesses, like how people can sell it for this or sell it for that and how, you know, they mix and match the inventory. Like I was looking at the website and I was like, I need these Indian things, but they're not available here yet. Well, the tandoori, I, I ate a lot of those wraps here. Go to Oliver's and, Roner, Oliver's and Roner Park. We have a pretty good selection. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I love Indian. So I know that's gonna be my next, my next step. Yeah, yeah but, Sandra, okay. you don't have an Oliver's over there in Sonoma. You've got the... Yeah, and they're still not sponsoring us, so I'm not sure. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm still spending all my money there, though. Yeah, I know you are. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it's such a big business, and even when... And, and this is actually... So we, we have a product line, and it's really figgy, and it was for marketing for the restaurant. It was never for me to be in like this big um, wholesale food, artisan food thing. And we grew 
you know, we first we started making it in our kitchens, then it went to a small co-packer. And then she's like, Sandra, it costs me more to clean the machines. Then, you know, I'm charging you, you need to take it back. And I took it back and it was like supply and demand, demand and supply, figuring it out. Found another co-packer and decided we're going to give this a whirl. We got a salesperson. The Valley Fig Growers would let us um, demo at the food shows, the fancy food show in New York. So we would, before we ever had a booth, we would use their booth with them and make food for them. And um, we we were distributing on both sides, you know, Cheeseworks East and West, and they were taking our products and you know, we were doing sales and this is a good 10, easily 10 years ago, maybe longer, maybe 15 years ago. We were doing like 300,000 or so a year and we were losing about 40 to 50,000 a year, every single year. And it's like, why, why are we doing this? So Fortune Small Business was uh, sent out some people to figure out, um, are you gonna, do you have issues and should we find a way to turn you around or how can we help you grow? Well, there was a specialty food person come on and they said, get rid of your distribution. It, you know, if you're not going to go in a hundred percent, if you're still focusing on restaurants, you know, this isn't your thing, you know, you're going to have to give it up. As soon as we gave it up, our sales went to a third maybe a little more than a third, but we started making a little bit of money. And, you know, it's amazing. I think we take so many things for granted. You go to the market, you buy your food. You're not always thinking about like all these processes on how it got there and how do you get the middle shelf and, you know, all these things. And then the genius marketers with the psychology of how, you know, they drive and it's constantly changing with technology now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fascinating, Yeah, but it's, it's really incredible. I mean, you have how many products now? About 250. Oh my goodness. And not available everywhere. Like- well, also during, during COVID our, you know, as your freezer and your consumption of our lasagna attests our, <laughs> and, and Brian's freezer, uh, our demand got, went way up and, uh, even though we've had no COVID spread within the plants, we've had employees yeah. get COVID and then you have to, anyone who's come in contact with them has to stay home. So we've been hurt labor wise, um, mm-hmm. even though we jumped on it right away with a f- way before the CDC said we had masks, gloves, plastic separators, mm-hmm. spacing, we did everything we could. So we have, so we had to reduce the uh, products we're making now to about 70. Um, and in January, February, we'll start increasing. Ramping up uh, again. Ramping up again. We, we just opened a new plant, not open, but we just signed a lease for a new plant in San Jose. Wow. It's going to open in January. Um, and uh, it was Freeland Foods. They made uh, sprouted uh, uh, bars. Uh-huh. Oh, nutritional health bars. Yeah. Nutritional health bars. And they moved to Canada. So we just met with their employees on Monday. We this, hired all of them. Oh, this week and hired all of them. About That's three. incredible. Yeah, they're That's very happy. incredible. And how involved, I mean, you sound very, very involved. I mean, are you involved like in the day-to-day or you have an executive team and you meet with them? A co- yeah, I... I uh, Promoted my president. Uh, three when Amy got married, 
five years ago, I decided to, uh, I was going to have a grandson. So in fact, she planned to have a year trip around the world, the two of them. They had continent, but they'd go three months to this continent, come back, take a break, and do the next one. Oh. She got pregnant the first night of their honeymoon. So, <laughs> Same here. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So that's amazing. So when that happened, I realized I, I, I'm going to be busy, have other things that I'd like to do. I like being a grandparent. So I uh, started hunting for a president. It took a year, over a year, but uh, about three and a half years ago, going on four, I hired a president and just a month ago or so I promoted him to CEO. So I'm less involved with the day to day and more involved with uh, product development and projects like, you know, finding this new location and, and things like that. But it was, it's been an adjustment for me. I went through a week where, I, you know, where you don't have a schedule and you don't have all these meetings. <laughs> and you can't go to work. Yeah. I, I miss the people. So uh, it's been an adjustment, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting, through through the point where I, I think I'm going to enjoy it. And we're really, this uh, Xavier, our CEO, has developed a great uh, team and he's bringing in talented people. So it's exciting. He, you know, he has a lot of background in. Yeah, the company's doing great and the spirit's great. And what I worried, of course, as we got larger was that we would lose the family nature of the business, mm -hmm. but, but we haven't. We have so many caring people. Um, it's amazing, the culture. How do you keep that culture going like that? I mean, I think it's kind of like you're asking why we don't have a hundred drive throughs. The company's grown gradually. Mm -hmm. uh, and so this core group s spread to the next group and this basic culture was re re retained. And the people we hire uh, are fits culturally. You know, they're, they're people, they care about people. Mm hmm I, you usually yeah. see that like in a good environment people if they if they're not going to fit in they usually eliminate themselves because it's not an uncomfortable you right. know uh environment but um i mean it's amazing to be able to grow and keep growing and to maintain that and um you know it's different when you get to see everybody every day and you you know you have that powwow and now you have powwows from Pow out of pow out of pow, you know, it's like the trickle down, you know. I always wonder, are people still, you know, doing what I taught, you know, 20 years ago? Are they still, you know, care about the guests first before anything, you know? And obviously that comes hand in hand with our staff, but it's like no guests, no staff, no staff, no guests. And um, you know, things change as people train new people just kind of shifts. So. Well, it hasn't been without bumps. I mean, obviously we've, we've, we have made mistakes along the way, um, but, uh, but we, we have managed now to even be, I think a better company than we have ever have been in terms of the culture. We've done a lot of work creating values, creating um, what are right. the values and purpose and, purpose value. and values of the company. So yeah. people are really, Trained and now they want to work for Amy's. We, we're getting people that are very excited because of who we are and they want to work for us. You know, right. we're not having to just train somebody that doesn't know about us. They're, right. they're already excited. Yeah. Uh, that's and Sandra, I can tell you that, uh, you know, when I was working with you, it was a big thing for me when, when we would do our weekly, um, you know, meetings, staff meetings, and you would come through and sort of, even if you only talked for about five minutes, it was, when you're in a 
something day to day and you're just going, going, going at a fast pace, it was always nice for, to come back around to, oh, this is why we're doing what we're doing. And you were really good at that. And, and it sounds like if you've been holed up in your, in your house, maybe you haven't done that in a while, but I can tell you it was really no. valuable to me to just have you come basically again, give us the, the message of this is why we're doing what we're doing. You guys be good to people. Um, it was really important. And it sounds like that's the culture that's going on in Amy. And, that, and that's our main role, right? I mean, one of the things that, that we want to focus more on now is being out there when, when we can. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, it's a, have you done a Zoom with your whole team? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We do that all the time. And wow. then, so we recently, you know, Med, we, I don't know, we're just in this fire vortex. So in Medford, which is where they had that huge fire, yeah. 28 of our employees lost their homes. And oh. so we went up there and, you know, visited with them, a group of, you know, and it was just great. They were just, uh, you know, because we care about everyone. We have this, we just care. That's the basis of our yeah. culture is caring for our people that work for us, caring for the oh. people that eat the food. One of the neat things we have is, um, Scott college scholarships for our employees' children. Oh, that's lovely. And, uh, they're not huge, but they're enough to make a difference to everybody. And so when you go to these ceremonies, I had um, two, some of the top executives of Bank of America came to one of our uh, ceremonies and they were sitting there crying. Oh, <laughs> I mean, how lovely is that? I mean, truly. We have this, we have this uh, clinic a health clinic at all the um, plants where, um, you know, we, they can come primary in. Primary care. Primary care, and they come in and they... They get a half hour appointment. And then their family can come in and, and they're not charged. And mm. it's been very, very helpful. Yeah, a half an hour appointment. I'm, I'm just, sorry, I'm <laughs> laughing because I'm thinking the last, you know, the last three times that I've gone to see my doctor at Kaiser, it's... You know, you're waiting for a half an hour, but the actual time that you get to spend with your doctor is literally you feel like the whole time that you're being like pushed, you know, what's wrong? Okay, well, we're going to fix this. Let me write this and, and you're out and you're out the door. So that's amazing. Now, yeah, our, our executives have said um, that not just our, our uh, assembly employees said that it's the best medical care they've had for primary care. You know, wow. I'm sorry. Are I you COVID testing in the plants? We did all, the entire plant uh, recently, well, all our plants. We, mm -hmm. we did for the whole com company, which is very expensive and very oh. uh, But okay. it, it made everyone feel a lot more comfortable. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we did uh, find preventatively a couple cases. We're hoping for this quick testing thing that's coming mm -hmm. out soon. But we'll periodically test the whole plant. Yeah, yeah, that's great. It's they, um, they know that if they if they get COVID, we will pay, continue to pay that for them. Right. So a lot of people are afraid to tell their employees that they have a sore throat, or you know, yeah. they don't want to say anything because they don't want to lose their pay. But we pay for them. Right? Yeah, that's oh, awesome. We've we we lost so much money. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, it helps that you have a health department there, you know, where you can kind of oversee that. I think that would help. Um, now, you guys, can I ask, I got a few questions for you. 
about okay. living living in Petaluma, where is where do you guys like to go out to eat? Oh, oh, the uh, well, we're vegetarians, right? So right. we have uh, we rotate. It's called wild goat, right? Wild goat. Okay, in the old in the old oh. mill, yeah. Sugo's, which is a nice Italian restaurant. We've had uh, Annette, um, the owner of Sugo, on the show. Her and her husband Peter. Annette and I, I grew up, Annette and I they grew up together. Girlfriend. We, that was my first girlfriend in, oh, really? in high school. <laughs> Yeah, we love that. Yeah. And, and, and her parents, I knew her parents. Yeah. Oh yep. my goodness. I always tell the story of, for me, the smell of pizza dough is one of those childhood memories because Annette working at her parents' pizza place, whenever I'd pick her up after work, that was the smell was pizza dough. We so love I, that. Yeah. And <laughs> Zazzle. Okay. And, and then, um, just, but I'll mention while we're on pizza, my brother owned Old Chicago Pizza in Pedlo. Oh, wow. No way. That was the, was that the deep dish? Yes. 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 I ate there. Yeah. Super deep. Still there. He passed away yeah. in 2009, but we sold it to his employees on a percentage of sales, percentage of profits basis, uh, even though um, could have got more money selling it outright, but we didn't want it to change. So it's still the same. Same manager. That's amazing. Same managers. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Even conceptually, that's amazing. Okay. Next question. Yeah, is yeah. is how did how did Roner Park? Um, why did we get the first one? Well, that's funny. So Andy was just we're thinking about it. We we just made a few inquiries. Petaluma said no. no we can't have any drive-throughs. Marin looked like it was difficult, and I was driving down the freeway actually one day and. Uh, I said, you know, what about Rona Park? That's where the business started. You know, the, our business started in Rona Park. Oh. First Amy's was on, um, uh, what's the street again? Uh, right near down from Alvarado Street Bakery on uh, the old Alvarado in Rona Park. So I pulled off and I went to the city hall and uh, I asked if uh, to talk to the um, building department or uh, head of planning and uh, met this lady and she said, oh yeah, we'd, 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 we'd love to have you here. And then the, her, one of the ladies there was saying, hey, we just outlawed drives. And she said, shh, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then she showed us potential, three potential sites and that's how we ended up there. That's incredible. Yeah, That's I think um, Katati and Pengrove is, you know, it's pretty rough to get into either one of those. Roner Park, I think a little bit easier. But at the time, the casino, was the casino even open when you guys opened? No, no, they yeah. built, they okay. built uh, while we were under, they built the whole 400,000 feet while we were trying to build 3,500s in the same amount of time. Thanks right. That. Okay, and then I want to know about the roof. What's the deal with the roof? Well, it's, it was one of Amy's dreams. Our daughters was to have a living yeah. room, Aww. and uh, the people uh, symbiosis, I think their name is, is they have to do a beautiful job, and it's such a great uh, delight to see it. And uh, we have one out in Corte Madera as well. Oh, nice! And it's very special because well, it keeps it cooler in the summer because you know, and uh, there are lots of bees and bees. yeah butterflies, and it's just it's and the kids love it to see it. People love it. It's a challenge gardening. I've never tried to do it, but uh -huh. so. and they go up and <laughs> well, you, you got to tie off. <laughs> yeah, they do. They tie oh, off. Uh -huh. <laughs> but it's special, and we, the day we opened, and everybody, you know, the whole design done by um, the interior work and the 
all the artwork in there, uh, this Clark and Riley, it's a company from the UK, David and Bridget. And it was, it's just so personal. Everything in it is personal. It's not, you know, they didn't go down to some art gallery and pick up, I mean, uh, it, it's just original. And the colors are great. So the first day when we opened, people came in and the kids and it, they were just so happy. And I said, oh, this reminds me of when you go to Disneyland and people just look at all the colors and the gardens and they're so happy. And so I said, this is just like Disneyland. And just a couple of days ago, I was reading some, somebody said, yeah, you know, I go to the drive-thru and it feels like Disneyland. I said, oh, oh. It's <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing so many people have commented, like guests from out of town when we eat there, they said, why is everybody so happy here? You know, people come in the door and they're happy. I mean, not right now, but. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was a very special time. And the other thing that was so great for us is that, you know, we've always just made food that's in a box that people buy in a store. They don't know who we are. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they get a feeling from the photograph. It's got flowers from my garden and dishes from my grandmother on it. I have, I try to keep a lot of personal things in the actual photograph. But um, we went I got to meet people and many of them are our customers for the frozen food and they just, oh, we love Amy's and this is so exciting that we get to have a drive-through and I get to connect with them and it's just great. You know, I love meeting. Well, you know how you have a restaurant. It's it's all about yeah. connecting. But I, get I, to I, I threatened to drive in a separate car. <laughs> but you don't have to do that. <laughs> no. I've, I go up and down. You know, there's been like years where like I've just wanted to spend every minute in the restaurant and talk to every single person. And certainly in the beginning, we have kids now that, you know, were born when we opened and, you know, now 18, 20 years old going to college. But there's time where it gets overwhelming. You know, you start picking up everybody's energy and it's hard to everybody. I'm the worst at giving unsolicited advice. So, you know, I don't generally <laughs> like to get unsolicited advice. Oh, well, we had it then. And this was, you know, and sometimes you just have to know when to be there and when to take a rest. Yeah. That's what I'm learning. Yeah. Well, and who's, who's being, being that? Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> when do you when do you think we'll be back eating inside restaurants comfortably? Um, in our restaurants, definitely not when we move out of Purple. We're not ready. Um, June. Uh, maybe June. Maybe next fall. I mean, I think there'll be a 25%. I think, you know, that will change. I think there'll be a 50%. I don't, I think, and I think there's some people that are going to be fine going. I'm very uncomfortable having um, guests in our restaurant right now. I mean, yeah. right now, if we didn't have restrooms on our patio, um, I don't think we would have opened at all. And, um, you know, we shut down before the, the shutdown also because we had had a day where we had done like 800 covers and I was like, oh my God, I can't be responsible for this. I, I don't, I can't see everything. I can't, there's no way. And, you know, just trying to understand it on a business level, I mean, I've, um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, today... Today on a call with um, Senator Mark Levine, I was like, you know, we need to change some things. We need to change the stigma around COVID. 
we need to have it lighten up a little bit. Not that it's not serious and that we don't do all the steps, but for the guest perception of hearing about it, like you have to keep supporting businesses. This is going to go on for a really long time. And if people are, you know, if it's like, no, you can't go there. They just had a COVID person in their kitchen or, you know, there was COVID. And it's, it's hard because you have to hope that businesses are doing the right thing. They're cleaning and sanitizing and leading by example and all those things. Um, I don't, I don't think any, any time, I don't, consciously for me, I don't think anytime soon. I think that if another round of financial aid or PPP doesn't come around, um, I think people are going to get really, really desperate and start breaking a lot, a lot of rules because it's going to be a survival instinct. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Um, well, from what we've heard from pretty good sources. I mean, everybody reads the same thing, but I've talked to a few people that it'll be late next year before things start feeling normal yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, getting, getting back to some level of normality. And, but I, I wouldn't worry. I'm pretty sure there's no question that a new PPP, PPE yeah. will come. Once yeah, I think so too. Dies down. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, though the next couple of weeks should be interesting. I'm gonna stay in my locked house. We're, we're, gonna, we're, <laughs> we're talk, going. We're talking about going up to. We have a cabin in Yosemite. It's an old in holding. Smart. And we're talking about going up there on on Monday. Because we have no power. We have no internet. We have no we electricity. You know. We're just gonna stay up there until you know a few days after the election, and then a few days. I was telling Sandra on my way home from work last night, I'm listening to NPR and I, and I hear this statement and it doesn't, it doesn't quite resonate for a little while. The story was that Walmart is pulling firearms and ammunition yeah. out of their stores in anticipation of civil unrest after the election. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I saw that. Either side wins, they say that it's, I mean, I think if the others, if we, if the liberal, if Biden wins, then it might be a little more um, volatile. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite as volatile. Yeah. 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 The yeah. gravity of that whole, that statement was like. That's, that's a whole, yeah. You never imagine hearing that growing no. up. No. 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 But Yosemite sounds like a really great place to, you know, <laughs> yeah. just absorb all that. Put our head in the sand. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. we're going to start yeah. packing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Is there anything that we should be telling our listeners that maybe we missed or glossed oh, yeah. over? I, I was going to mention, we're, we're going to open in Roseville uh, oh. late next year. Uh, we're a great location. Um, and uh, we have some great sites in Los Angeles that we're working on. Uh, For sure. That seems like a no-brainer, Southern California. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I just wanted, I wanted to say that we're really, really grateful that we can feed everybody during this time because I know it's hard to, you know, get out. It's hard to cook all the time. And our food is so delicious. People are writing us all the time, thanking us. You know, their freezers are full. They're so grateful because it's so tasty and convenient. And we're just also so grateful that we can feed people at this time. I'll get a little plug for our soups in that we haven't mentioned. <laughs> you know, usually every, when, every summer, soup sales go 
way down. Well, this yeah. year they didn't, and I, that it puzzled me, even uh -huh. with increased demand because of COVID, but it seems like people are using it more um, year-round during this time because it's a less expensive meal oh. that, that you can have. You know? Oh, yeah, and people yeah. are just yeah. finding out about it. See, people have thought, oh, frozen food doesn't taste that good. It's, you know, it's... it's oh, yeah, tell the story of our dermatologist. Oh, yeah, we have this very wild dermatologist, and he lives in San Francisco, and he never cooks. He eats out every single night. And he know. never goes, he doesn't have a driver's license. He's never been, he said, Gordon Madera, where's that? You know, like, oh he's here goodness. forever. So, so then, uh, when, you can tell that part. So, anyway, so for 20 years, we've been going to him just about, and he's never tried a name. We give him free coupons. We try to get him to try something. No, no, I won't eat prepared foods. So, uh, when COVID hit, all his restaurants were not available. So he went out and uh, and I assume he had a taxi or something. He bought all the Amy's out of two grocery stores and got a freezer to keep them in. And he's, <laughs> and he's living on Amy's. He says, I can't believe the food's so good. So, yeah. but, but to get him to try it, it took, took COVID. Yeah, right. I mean, absolutely delicious. I mean, truly. Well, now, and the, the, I haven't been to the drive through in Corte Madera. Does it have a, a truck outside as well? Like an old... No, uh, no, it doesn't. There's okay. no, room for, no room for a truck. And where did you guys get that? Oh, gosh. It was somewhere in the Central Valley. Um, okay, it wasn't, it wasn't like your truck growing up on, uh, <laughs> on a farm no. or something, no. No, David and Bridget are the British couple. I was telling, we were telling about the source, found it, and uh, it's... And then we used it before the dresser opened oh, at Amy's wow. wedding as a along with the driveway. Oh, okay. two, two figurines greeting people in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. We've got to get off. But uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. No, yes. Wonderful totally. to talk to you guys Thank both. You. Pleasure. To, and I think, you know, sort of the what I'm going to take away from the show is just ask questions. I love, uh, I love Andy, that your solution to if you have something that's nagging you is, is just go ask somebody. You yeah. pull off the side of the road and go talk to the city planner. You call up someone at a frozen food company. That's what we need is actually people like that and more conversations, right? Mm -hmm. More long conversations with people. Yes. Yeah. So nice to meet yeah. you. Oh, Very it's nice so to nice meet to you meet both. You, and we hope people go to amyskitchen.com. Is that correct? Oh, just go to Oliver's and go to the drive-thru. <laughs> I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna take a drive to the drive-thru. I think that would be a good thing. I'll be safe in my car. No, you're totally safe and yeah. everybody's got masks on. It's yeah, totally I'm gonna safe. do it. And you can even get chili cheese fries, Sandra. <laughs> oh, they're so <laughs> good. Our, 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 um, yeah. Uh, Milkshakes are really good. We make great uh, fries. Oh yeah, have God. a nitro. If you like coffee, have a nitro uh, milkshake. I do. Ooh. Have I'm a vanilla or chocolate with really nitro. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Brian. Welcome. And try to yeah. you both. Yeah, nice to meet you both. Uh, to our listeners, thank you so much for listening. We'll look forward to talking to you next week. If you want to check out some of our past episodes, you can go to thebikegoeson.com. Check us out on any of the uh, social media and podcast platforms. We appreciate you. Give us a review. We look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks, everyone.